This is the Champions Coffee Podcast on the Vigo Podcast Network. On this show, we take 20 minutes to celebrate the champions behind higher education student support and experience. These are the individuals who are pushing the boundaries and changing student lives on a daily basis, and we get to hear their stories and their visions for the sector. Good morning, world. Uh, Welcome to the Champions Coffee podcast, where every week we have coffee with an education professional who is out there on the front lines, championing students to be all that they can be. My name is Ben Hallett. I am your host, and I am the co-founder and CEO of Vigo. And for those of you who are just learning about us, Vigo is a student support management system, and we help universities connect their students to their support services, be it tutors, mentors, counselors, anything in between. And at Vigo, we really believe in the people behind these different services and uh, offerings and the people who are making these tick and bringing them to life, which is why we uh, do this podcast and we celebrate them. And uh, today, I'm very excited uh, for our guest. Uh, She is uh, actually, she's joining us on uh, Vigo's um, Mentor Academy uh, Academic Council, which is kicking off quite soon. Um, Now, Today we have Jess LeQuinn. Uh, She is a qualified social worker with experience working with students from low SES and disadvantaged backgrounds who are in high school and in university. In her current role, she is the team lead for peer support in the UNSW uh, student experience team. Her team aims to ensure that every first year student at UNSW has access to a qualified first year mentor. She's also worked on targeted interventions on different cohorts of students, facilitating support and inclusion through data analysis, connecting um, mentor training and resource building. Notably, she's implemented online peer support at UNSW, uh, which is an accessible, convenient, non-confrontational way to uh, empowering students' uh, help-seeking behavior from students, which I'm very excited to talk about today. It's something that's, I think, been going quite interestingly during COVID. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Jess. Hello. Hey Ben, how's it going? It's going well. It's going well. <laughs> Did uh, I forgot to ask beforehand? But do you have a do you have a tea or a coffee? I have a coffee. I okay, have a, awesome. Uh, trusty Nespresso. Ah, oh, nice. That's a, that's a that's a bling mug you have. <laughs> it's a nice mug, right? Country roast. <laughs> oh, true. Nice. I think yeah. My one. Um, I before Vigo could afford our own mugs, I just put a sticker on it and make it a Vigo <laughs> oh, mug. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, I mean, let's jump into the the question, shall we? So, Jess, I'd love if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself and where you fit into the education space. Absolutely. Well, thanks for that introduction. I feel like you said it all there already, but um, (laughs) just to to kind of, yeah, build on that. So, I I have done a Bachelor of Arts and Social Work and most recently I've just completed a certificate in um, Executive Management Development. Um, so I'm the team lead for peer support at UNSW and, and currently we report to the manager of student experience um, and more broadly this fits under student life and community um, which reports up to the DVCA. Um, so within our team we have three streams. We have a, a leadership development stream, we have an orientation stream and we have a peer support stream and each of those streams um, work together to really support the students um, coming in, in in their first year but also transitioning through their first, second and, and third year in that leadership development space. Yeah, awesome. Okay. And, and I guess what motivated you to jump into the education space in the beginning? Uh, what life experiences motivated you? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I I definitely wasn't someone um, at uni who stuck around and volunteered. Um, and in fact, I often like to tell my students, I actually did fail a couple of subjects in my first year. And it's, it's just that, yeah. Um, and it's just that, you know, going from high school to university, it's impossible to know what you want to do with the rest of your life. Um, so I, I eventually found an area of interest and my journey led me to work um, in a school for Year 9 and Year 10 students with behavioural disabilities. Um, and then I also had a kind of little bit of a, a role at the Department of Human Services as well. Um, most recently after that, I've been at UNSW. So I've been at UNSW for seven years um, and in this particular team lead role for one year, um, although I've always worked within the student kind of development and, and transition space. Mm-hmm. Um I think my main motivation for staying in this space is that mm-hmm. I'm I'm lucky enough to never be doing the same thing. Um, I'm continually learning um, new and innovative ways um, and creative ways to add to an experience a student has when they come to university. And um, I think I'm really lucky in the fact that UNSW has been smart enough to really invest in the area of peer support. Um, mm-hmm. We're often looking up other other universities and they'd be kind of one staff member that that deals with peer mentoring or peer support um Mm. and and i'm so lucky to have some some staff members that um help in this area and to have a whole team that looks at the student experience Mm. um and they bring a whole lot of um you know experience in in the roles that they've previously been into that um experience space for students so i think that's that's really my main motivation to staying where i am and um Mm probably not going to leave the space anytime soon um, because I do have that ability to really be creative and really be innovative in in the work that we do. Yeah, I I think it's so exciting um, how much UNSW is investing in in peer learning. Like, Mm. I'm very biased, uh, but I really do believe um, it's the future of uh, how universities will handle its, you know, most of it, the bulk of its student support services. I mean, yeah. If we can unlock the student community to support um, one another, it's not only good for the it's good for the the students. It's um, much uh, more cost effective for the university, but then yeah. also students are getting all this all the education, the learning out of mentoring somebody else as well, um, and you know really creating that unique experience at their own university. What is the UNSW experience? Um, and yeah, very biased but very keen. No, I absolutely agree with you that we have these resources that we just don't use enough and they're our students and and we need to use them more. Yeah. And and the secret is they want to be used too. I mean, that's a bad way to say it. They they want to be a part of it. Um, They want to give back. They want the UNSW experience. They do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess, you know, during your period um, as uh, the team lead of peer support, um, you've been hit with some pretty interesting like times i mean i know unsw it transitioned to to trimesters last year and yeah. and then you know this year it was all about covid and, and everything that came with that um can you tell us a little bit more about um the types of activities and services that you're currently involved with um and maybe how they've been evolving over these periods yeah for sure so um so my team and and we've we've made the decision to kind of change the name from peer mentoring to peer support and it's really about that um transition helping first year students transition into university um and so my team provides a centralized training for all of this all of the senior mentors who are helping first year students uh, with mm-hmm. this smooth transition into university 
Um, you could say despite the challenges this year, we were still able to train more than 100, uh, 100 1,000 senior student mm. mentors across 35 first-year programs. Um, and my team really does support the coordinators that run these programs. So uh, the coordinators of these programs could be a staff member within a faculty. You could have a student as part of a student society wanting to start a formal peer-to-peer program. And so, um, yeah, we've got we kind of have to look out for both students and staff and, and how can we make that the experience of the mentor training consistent across the board. Mm-hmm. Um in helping our coordinators, we want to make sure that they can run their programs and make them as engaging um, as possible, um, really easy to run because often staff and students, this isn't their full-time job. They're doing it on the side as part of a club or society or they're, you know, a first-year experience um, staff member within a faculty and they're running a peace support mm. program on the side. Um, so we needed to make it easy for them to run and, and also really easy to evaluate the success of these programs. And so we have a, a pretty comprehensive evaluation framework uh, that we embed right from the beginning all the way to the end and we help the coordinators evaluate each of their programs because none of them are the same. They're all, they're all mm. going to be a little bit different um, because they're all meeting the need of a particular student cohort. Mm-hmm. Um So other activities that we do is my team provides a few in-house programs um, Mm -hmm. on the, on our, for our first year peer support. And this includes our online, um, online chat via peer support, which is we call kind of our online peer support. Mm -hmm. Um, We also provide a mature age peer support program and a disability first year program. Um, Yeah, so the disability one we've just piloted in T3 and, of course, you know, with the reduction of student numbers, um, it's really hard to kind of measure the success of that program now. We're week four of of T3, so, you know, Mm. in the next couple of weeks we're really going to see some progress in that area. But nevertheless, it's set up for T1, which is great. Um, Mm -hmm. We had over 50 students put their hands up and say, actually, I'd really love to be a mentor to another student with a disability. and how do I get involved and how do I do it? And so really great to see that current students, even in this climate, still want to give back, which is amazing. Mm. Um, so I think some notable success of my team is that we see peer support um, and online peer support as a way to connect with most of the UNSW students. Mm-hmm. Um, this service is offered after hours. It's, um, as you said in the intro, uh, it's confidential, it's non-confrontational, and it's accessible to most, to all domestic and international students, regardless of the time difference. So the reason why we run it after hours is because, you know, we know students are busy during the day, that after hours, kind of 4 till 8 p.m. Um, is the time where you kind of, uh, time, time to yourself, you might be on the bus on the way home um, from mm. a job, um, and so it's accessible via your mobile phone, um, and if you're overseas as well, that time difference can can make a real a real difference and a real impact in the way that you connect with the university. Mm. Um, you're also connecting with a senior student mentor and not a staff member. And so, you know, students just have this level of you could say tacit knowledge that us as staff just don't know. I don't know how long it takes to get from, you know, a particular lecture in a particular subject. How long it takes? Well, for now how long you have to be logged on to Blackboard Collaborate or Zoom to attend the Mm. lecture and that kind of thing, Um, you know, what the buses are like, all of that kind of stuff that contributes to students' holistic um, experience while they're at university. Um, Mm. Yeah, so 
kind of defining the success of that initiative and each of the programs that are run um, for first years is is really difficult. They're um, mm. they're all run quite uniquely, you could say. Yeah. Um, but we we do ensure that we gather data and feedback, and most importantly, we um, ensure we keep students and their needs at the centre of our very centre of the work that we do. Um, within live chat specifically, we have six students as paid senior mentors that um, mm-hmm. assist in providing feedback. We often ensure they feel part of our wider uh, wider team and are genuinely contributing to the way that we build and grow this program. Um, because if we don't listen to them, we don't know what they want. And so, yeah, we're constantly growing and adapting and changing changes to, you know, the university, changes to in- environmental, um, but also mm. the industry as well. Um, mm. You know, staying staying one step ahead can be really a really hard and time-consuming thing to do. Mm. Um, but it does pay off and the rewards come and um, you do see outcomes and successes in that way. That was a really long answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Um, and I think one of the, like, I think one of the really interesting things about what you said, I mean, one, it's interesting that UNSW has invested so much into the peer space. It's, um, and I think then, but then also in your team creating that evaluation framework. I think one thing I found uh, particularly interesting when I first spoke to you was the, the number of, peer programs you're actually working with at UNSW. Yeah. What, where's that number currently um, sitting? So it's about 35. Um, okay. It's about 35 programs. We've got, uh, you know, this time kind of last year we said we want more programs, but I think the year has been been the year it's been and we're mm-hmm. just focusing on really making the programs that we have now um, successful. Yep. Yeah, so we're yeah. up to about 35. Yeah, awesome. And um Man, I'd love for you to, to make that evaluation framework public at some point. Yeah. Uh, it's something that I think everybody is really hung, like hungry for. Like, what is a good program? What is a good benchmark um, to set yeah. against? It's something that, you know, we're, we're trying to um, build some resources at the moment. We're not quite there yet. But I think something that everybody could really benefit from um, knowing, you know, what to measure against. Yeah, Absolutely. And uh, particularly, particularly when there's chat involved as well, I think that's been yeah. interesting. Like, you know, peer support doesn't have to be this. You know, we go to a cafe, we get coffee. You nope. know, it can be online, can be group. But then also, you know, with technology now, we can have more and more chat. But then, what makes what's a good chat between a student, and uh, how should we measure that? Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, uh, you you know, need to think of peer support more broadly than just running a program that is. Uh, you know, a welcoming orientation week and then, mm. you know, you meet up for the first, you know, weeks one to four of term and then you evaluate how that goes. And I think peer support is way more broad than that um, and there's a whole kind of scope that we just haven't explored and, and we yep. really hope to do that in the next the next year if we can um, mm. about what what actually is peer support, what does that look like? It's different from peer mentoring. mentoring. It's non-academic. It's really that support hand-holding through, through transition mm. to university and, you know, how can we broaden the scope of, of peer support? Yeah, definitely. What, one thing that I've, um, I want to I bring out, I don't know exactly what it looks like, but I want to bring out um, the idea of peer coach programs and like mm. our study coaches. I reckon that'd be yeah. Really cool. I bet my team's telling Very me not cool. yet. We don't have any time. <laughs> um, okay. Next question. Let's um, we, okay. Is there a particular um, student success story that you and your team uh, were p- particularly proud to be involved with that comes yeah. to mind? 
Yeah, so being a relatively new team, um, we're, we've formed for about a year now or so. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just really proud of the progress that our small team has made in, you know, pulling together the peer support space, the leadership space, and also the orientation space, and the view that these three things can actually work together and contribute to a student's holistic development, smooth transition um, to university. So I think also really proud of the the work we do with our colleagues in other um, departments that make our initiative such a success. Um, mm-hmm. So this includes our student uh, association, ARC. Um, without ARC, you know, it's really hard to, to push some of these um, projects and initiatives to the forefront mm. because they just have so much um, input with students and students yep. know who they are and that's really great. And so being able to work with them has been really beneficial um, mm. as well as our central comms team. So we've got a great comms team who, um, you know, without communicating in the right ways to students, they can't find you and they can't find your, your initiatives. So um, mm. that's been really successful this year. Mm. I think um, a real kind of collaborative success of our team, particularly the peer support stream, is that, um, you know, T3 orientation had to be fully online as well as T2, and we learnt a lot from T2. And and so in in T3, with student, majority of our students still overseas, we were able to provide in consultation with our orientation stream and in consultation with our ARC Student Society, these student life workshops um, which followed faculty welcomes and these workshops basically concentrated on the importance of connecting with your student community, um, joining a peer support program or joining a club or society. Um, Mm. And those workshops were so well attended, we didn't see any drop off. We we did them all on Zoom. you know, we had we had senior students who were mentors there talking about their experience, and I think students just want a way to connect with the community and want a way to belong to a community. That yeah. um, we just saw so much success in that initiative. Um, and another thing that we trialed this term as well, and this is the success of of my my two colleagues, mm-hmm. um, is a call back initiative from a mentor. So um, okay. you could go onto our live chat website and you could decide to either. So this is all for first year students who first who've just accepted their offers and have enrolled and might have mm-hmm. questions about university, decide to either live chat with a student or book in a phone call and we'll call you back. And we'll call you back after hours. Okay. Um, we'll ask you a few questions. You know, would you like to know more about um, student life? Would you like to know more about you know how to you know still feel connected while while learning is online and a lot to do mm. in that kind of support space. Um, and we would filter those calls because if they were more about academic, then, you know, a staff member would take them and we would forward them onto the right department. But, um, you know, for the most, we had so many students booking in phone calls. Um, mm. And because it was a call back and they had it in their calendar, we actually had almost 100% success rate with our mentor, senior student mentors who we pay to call back these students mm. between 4 and 8 p.m. in, in the night time and have a, a yeah. real genuine conversation around transition and, and support and what they need to do to first get started. So I'm really, really proud of that initiative and really proud of, of the way that, you know, the whole team's just been able to work and collaborate together for the benefit of, of students, which is awesome. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's yeah. that's really cool and, and yeah. like, an innovative tweak because I, I guess that really helps then with your your resource management and you know maximizing you know these these paid resources that you, you you're That's putting right, on yeah. maximizing their time yeah all right 
Okay. So I guess where, where do you, I mean, you're doing some pretty innovative stuff um, right now. Like where, where are you going? What's your three-year vision um, for the services Ooh. or activities you're involved with? Where, where are we going? Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, how exciting. I think the most important thing here that I need to do is communicate the vision to the team because I really invest in their ideas as well. And so um, allowing them to see beyond 12 months, I think, can really help with organizing projects and initiatives that have real impact and so often you need more than a year to show the impact of a program so you know this time last year um, we said we want to connect every first year student with a mentor before they start university UNSW has 15,000 students that start in T1 normally before COVID um, and mm. so um, you know the we would love to have done that in the way but it looks like we still might be able to connect all students that start in T1 with a mentor um, and so you know committing to an idea or a project that's quite visionary or um, wide reaching I think can be a real a real motivator as well to the team um, mm. so I think in three year time if in you know three years time I'd still love to be exploring and evolving what's on offer and I think peer support and what we offer right now is going to look very different in three years time but I know that's mm -hmm. okay because um, I know we did the best we absolutely could at the time um, mm. with what we have and in three years time we're going to be doing the absolute best that we can as well yeah awesome yeah. okay all right so this is my favorite um, question yeah um, <laughs> what what's a common misconception that you hear when it comes to student services or success or the experience space yeah I had to think about this one a little bit. I have, I think I have two. So okay. I often hear like a program or an initiative is only impactful if you have the numbers to back it up. But I feel like there needs to be a bigger focus on qualitative data and the stories behind an initiative and how you actually market mm. and sell that to the university and the student population. Mm. Um, and another one is the various ways about how people define success and what success is. And I think I've been to quite a number of conferences where they kind of explored this idea um, and there, you know, there is a number of ways that success can be defined within the confines and constraints of your organisation um, as well as the goals and aims of each initiative. So I think, yeah, an exploration around success more but also being okay that success can be with a small group of students mm. um, or, or a really wide group of students. So, yeah, I think that that's for me, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. I, I think, you know, programs can build to be something, you know, massive uh, with, you know, lots of lots of volume of students, but typically you're not going to see that in the first six months. So yeah, I, I think definitely. Very, like very commonly we see people, um, you know, oh, we'll, 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 you know, we've got two weeks before semester starts. Let's do a six month trial of, yeah. of this, this program. And it's like, oh, you know, let's not, t yeah, you know, <laughs> let's not um, judge it by this first six months too yeah, much. That's right. Things are going to not go to plan. The marketing's not going to come out for like an extra a week later and you know, yeah. the mentors going to need an extra week and then whatever. Like it's usually we see in the second semester or even the third semester where the program starts to really hockey stick. Um, that's right. And come into its own and then you know when when a university student um you know it, like support for them could change their whole life you know support yeah. in the right moment could change their whole life um and 
And on the university side, one student retained is, um, you know, like that's $40,000 of fees, you know, throughout that's the right. year. So it's small numbers don't aren't, yeah, necessarily um, mean to, to cancel the program by any means. I think you need to dive deeper into um, is this actually helping students, you know, yeah. a small number even. Yeah, okay. absolutely. I agree with you. Who is someone who inspires you in the student success or education space and why? Oh my gosh, I couldn't think of someone. I, I don't think it's one person really. Okay. It's a whole range of things. I think it's mm -hmm. really important to be constantly exploring the industry and connecting with others and actively seeking out development opportunities that are outside of your area of work. So this could mm -hmm. be in kind of data analysis, design thinking, that sort of thing. Um, and I think we often bypass the most important people around us, which is our colleagues that we work with every day, um, the people we work alongside. So uh, I really feel like exploring the journey of your colleagues, you just forget what they have on offer. Um, and often you can unlock a whole range of opportunities just by talking to, you know, the people you sit with every day. All right. All right. Yeah. Your, your team. That's a, that's a great throw. That's team. A, yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to um, have brownie points all day. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, What's the, uh, we're, okay, we're getting to, I might skip the next one or no, actually we'll do both. We'll just have to do them quickly. Okay. Um, sure. What's a, what's a positive lesson that you've learned in 2020? So I think the most important thing 2020 is that there's in this invisible network of student support that often goes unnoticed and that's at every university and that's the knowledge that current students can pass on to first years. Um, mm. Yeah, and I think we've done a really good job this year about adapting what our team can offer so we can still enable this network to exist um, in the online space um, and grow and be sustainable into next year. So definitely that invisible level of support. Yeah. All right. And final question, uh, yeah. what's some advice or encouragement that you would give to a student about to begin their journey at university? Yeah, I think there's just so much overwhelming information out there when you first start. Take the time to read and connect uh, with a community, try and find a community and, and appreciate all the amazing things that uh, student life has to offer. All right, great. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll, we've we've uh, well well gone, uh, truly gone over our fifteen minute um, <laughs> target, uh, but <laughs> but I'm yet to hit that. So, <laughs> um, Jess, thank you so much um, for having Thanks, a, a coffee with me today and sharing your advice, your stories, and your visions. I um I'm so excited to have you on the Mentor Academy Academic Council. Uh, Thanks so much. I think you're going to bring so much to the table. Um, and for everyone who's listening uh, to this in post, uh, thank you very much for listening. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes or you know past or future episodes, just jump onto the Vigo LinkedIn page or onto the Vigo website where they are all listed. So thank you very much. Thank you, Jess, and that's Thanks, us. Ben.